thinking about an artificial intelligence deployment? Don't forget a ladder. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dinesh Nirmal, Vice President, IBM AI and Data Development. Welcome, Dinesh. Thank you, Tanya. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So in what areas of AI and data space at IBM do you operate? So I operate um, in the AI space. So let me just take a second and explain when I say AI, what does that mean? Um, when you look at AI, I look at it as three Ds. The first D is data, uh, because data becomes the most critical piece for any AI model when you develop the model. The second piece is development of the model. Uh, because, you know, how do you use the right set of algorithms to develop the model that can give you a pretty accurate score as you uh, deploy the model? The last piece of D is the deployment of the model. And I think if I look at enterprises, that's where most enterprises struggle is the deployment of the model because they have legacy software, they have, you know, third-party software, they have architecture that is so dispersed, how do you deploy that machine learning model into the current infrastructure that exists? So uh, I operate in all three Ds, meaning taking the data, cleaning the data, cleansing the data, building the transformers, all those things, to development of models. How do we provide the right IDE? How do we provide the serving platform for it? And then also on the last piece, which is the deployment of the model. How do we give the right set of tools that can enable a customer to deploy the model and not only deploy the model, but keep track of the life cycle of the model. Uh, the, uh, you know, for example, how do we make sure that there's no bias in the model itself, those kind of things. So Which all three. Incredibly important and is a, is a big challenge as, as we continue to keep up. So what are some of the AI deployment challenges and risk for getting it wrong? You mentioned bias. Right. So bias is one, right? So once you um, put the model into uh, deployment or you have deployed the model, the model could do drifting. It's called model drifting, whereby which, you know, the score could degrade. How do you do real-time feedback loop of retraining the model? That's one. The second is, you know, the bias, like you said, how do you know your model can be, you know, uh, explained to a regulator. Um, you know, the third is the bias detection itself uh, or fairness to make sure that the model is is giving loans if you're a bank um, without, you know, any unfair adva advantage to a particular segment of the population. So all those things you need to make sure it's not just about building the model. I think a lot of data scientists and a lot of folks focus on development of the model, getting the score right, getting the right score or a high score but that's part of the work and that's getting more and more automated. I mean, if you look at IBM, we have tools whereby which you feed it the data, we can use the right set of algorithms to build a model for you. And even there are open source tools that can do it. So that piece of the pillar is getting more and more commoditized. But the challenge with an enterprise is that once you build that model, how do you deploy that model? Once you deploy that model, how do you make sure that life cycle of the model how do you make sure that leniency of the model is, is being tracked? How do you make sure that the model is uh, behaving the way you want it, it's not drifting? Uh, how do you make sure that the model is fair and explainable, all those things? So there's a whole set of challenges beyond the development of the model, and that's where the enterprises are mostly focused on. What role does data preparation, cleaning, if you will, play in getting AI deployment right the first time? Huge, huge. I think uh, 
even before we get to prepping the data, Tanya, if you look at enterprises, the data is siloed. It's existing everywhere. They have so much data. It has never been a problem with data. It's a problem with acquiring the clean, trusted data. So the data is all there. I mean, there's data coming from behavioral purposes. There's data coming from transactional systems. There's data coming from their big data systems. The data coming from unstructured places. I mean, there's so much data. Data has never been the problem. But how do you get clean, trusted data to your data scientists or your data, you know, folks who are developing the model? That has been the challenge. I'll give you an example. I mean, I was with a, a big bank uh, on Monday. And there, you know, I mean, I was taking them through the whole life cycle of uh, AI and uh, how to, you know, get the right set of uh, algorithms to build a model, all those things. And they stopped me and they said, Dinesh, we don't even know where our data exists. Our data exists from the 70s, 60s, 80s. Some data is in spreadsheets. Some data is in legacy systems. The programmers have already left. So the data exists, but they have to get the data. They want to make sure the metadata of that data is all organized in one place. So can and they build an enterprise data catalog where all the data is organized in a way. What kind of governance that exists on that data? How do you clean that data and make it available to, to your data scientists? So there's a whole, whole um, paradigm around the data itself that needs to be done before you even think about the model and think about uh, you know, building the model or bringing AI into your enterprise. I mean, we hear so much about AI, Tanya, but I would say a very minute percentage of enterprises have really embarked on this AI journey. Very minute percentage, partly because of the data problem that you just brought forward. What are the ingredients of a robust data quality standard? And, and what's the process for building those? Right. So first is acquiring the data. I mean, you know, if the data exists in silos, which part of the data do you want to really bring in? to make sure that, you know, how do you get the accuracy of the model you want? Of course you want clean data. How do you clean the data, right? And you bring the data and a lot of times, uh, so if I take an ex another customer example, they have on a single, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, on a, on a, on a single device, they have 100,000 plus uh, sensors. Each sensor is transmitting data. So they know exactly the data is coming in, but a lot of that data is noise. So they have to take that data, move it into a warehouse or move it into a lake. They want to get rid of all the noise data and they want to take the data that's pertinent to building the model. So cleaning the data, so all those things. And a lot of times, like I said, there's null values. There's data, you know, the data has a lot of discrepancies. So I would say, a work in the data data scientist world i would say 70 percent of the time is about getting clean data about cleaning the data so a data scientist is not wearing a data scientist hat he or she is also wearing a data engineer hat because they have to spend tremendous amount of data tremendous amount of time to get trusted data and cleaning the data so and we have tools for that but that that is where majority of the time being spent as a data scientist what is the AI ladder and how does this analogy help set the stage? 
Yeah. So when I look at, you know, the AI, we call it the AI ladder, meaning being able to conduct, collect or connect your data. What I mean by that is like collect meanings, the data is coming from your sensors or you're coming from your existing transaction data. Connect meaning, you know, you're connecting to the existing systems. And then you have to organize the data. So the first pillar is collect, connect. Then you have to organize that data, meaning how do you get that clean? How, where does the data exist? What are the metadata that exists with it? Uh, how do you make sure that there's a governance layer around it? Who has access to that data? Is the data quality good? How do you crowdsource that data? All those things. That's the organized pillar. So when you look at the ladder, you have collected, you're connected the data or connected to your data. Then you organized your data. The next piece is to analyze the data. How do you analyze the data? Meaning you build the model, you know, you, you deploy the model, you know, uh, get the right scores that you want. You can explain the model. The model is behaving fairly. Then there's another piece also, the deployment or the visualization of it, meaning, you know, the results are coming in. So the pillar goes that way, you know, all the way from connect to collect to the deployment phase where you are successfully deployed and you're reaping the benefits of that model. So the AI ladder becomes very, very critical. And like I said to you earlier, Tanya, um, there is no AI without IA. What does that mean is like, you cannot do artificial intelligence without information architecture, because you got to get a right set of data. You got to make sure you have access to that data and it's trusted. Um, I, I recently read a report that a data scientist spends uh, six to eight weeks trying to get trusted data in an enterprise, which is you know, a tremendous amount of time. And how do you make sure that you can get easier access to trusted data for self-service analytics, which becomes very critical for every single enterprise? What advice would you offer to an AI project team working on their first deployment? I would say, look at the AI ladder. I mean, start with where your data exists. I mean, your data could exist so many places. You know, how do you bring that data together? Second, how do you clean that data? How do you make it available for your data scientist as a clean data set? You know, I mean, obviously there are tools available for it. Um, how do you do versioning of your data, right? Or your analytical asset? How do you add a governance layer on top of it? Because that will come in so handy because even after you have deployed the model, you have to explain the model. You have to come back to explaining what data set did you use. The data has changed. So versioning of data becomes very important. I mean, for example, there are open source tools like Pachyderm. We can version your data. So, you know, so how do you version the govern the data? And then how do you build that model? I mean, you know, how do you use the right set of tools to build the model? And then when you're ready to deploy and score the model, you know, how do you get the right serving platform for you to go score the model? Then once you deploy the model and score, you, you know, if the model start drifting, how do you retrain the model without taking it offline? That's another one. Or how do you explain the model? How do you make sure the model is behaving fairly? You have tool sets that IBM, like, you know, Watson anywhere that can help you with those things. And then eventually, you know, what you want as a business analyst is visualizing that model or the output of that model, and you have a set of tools to do that. So if I'm doing my first AI project, I would really look at the AI ladder to say, do I have all the rungs of the ladder and am I ready to climb one, one rung at a time to get to my goal, which is deploying the model successfully and being able to reap the benefit out of that model. 
Dinesh Nirmal, Vice President, IBM AI and Data Development. If somebody wants to connect with you, Dinesh, what's the best way they can do that? I would say the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. Um, obviously, all my articles and the assets that I have, I've published it there, and I usually update it on a regular basis. So easiest way, way would be to connect through uh, LinkedIn. Thanks again, Dinesh. It's a big challenge. A lot of people are trying to go through that, a lot of organizations and enterprises today. If you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.